Jesus said, Let your light shine before others, so that they may see your good works and give glory to your Father who is in heaven. Every good endeavor is a gift from God. Here on Faith Marketplace Radio, you'll be inspired, equipped, and encouraged in your work as you hear business leaders share how their faith impacts their work. Joining us every Saturday at noon on AM 1160, Hope for Your Life. For Faith Marketplace Radio, here are your hosts, Bob Lambert and Jennifer Villarreal. Hey, well, welcome back to Faith Marketplace, where we equip entrepreneurs, small business owners, and creatives with resources plus community to make a kingdom impact to glorify our mighty God while gaining inspiration from marketplace leaders. And boy, have we got a cast today for you. We got two great leaders that we're going to uh, have an interview with today. And uh, just to introduce you, my name is Bob Lambert, one of the hosts of the show. Uh, I have a company called Samurai Business Group, where we coach, teach, and train sales and sales managers how to be what they're supposed to be. And we do that in a very distinct way. We teach you how and why people buy. Well, I got to get to my first guest here. I've really been excited about this ever since I met her. I'd like to introduce you to Emma Shama. She's the Chief Administrative Officer and also General Counsel and Chief Dishwasher, she tells me, of Valiant Integrated Services. And we're going to learn more about that as we get into this. Welcome, Emma. Hello, Bob. <laughs> you might have a bit of a, you know, a accent here from Emma. So she is fully American, but she was formerly from England, see? So um, she's got a great accent. I love a British accent. <laughs> hey, Emma, why don't we start off with, um, you had an interesting uh quote that you shared with us uh, in the beginning of uh, our interview section. Why don't you share that with our audience? Yes. Yeah, so this is actually my life verse. Um, okay. So it's from Isaiah 45 verses two and three. And it says, I will go before you, Cyrus, and level the mountains. I will smash down gates of bronze and cut through bars of iron. And I will give you treasures hidden in the darkness, secret riches, I will do this so that you know that I am the Lord, the God of Israel, the one who calls you by name. I love it. Now, there's got to be something special why that's a life verse. Why is that? So um, many, many, many years ago when I started my healing journey, um, this was a verse that somebody gave me, and it has just been true at every stage of, of my life. And many times I've been faced both professionally and personally with what seem like just impossible situations, totally impossible situations. And every single time when I've been reduced to total and utter reliance on God, then I've just seen him come through in the most incredible ways. And what I've learned is that he, um, it, in those testing times, that's when you truly, your relationship with him truly grows and you, you see exactly who he is and how much he cares for us and how much he is there for us those secret riches to me are not prosperity it's actually the blessings that come from a deeper relationship with him well you know one of the things you share with you is this fabulous international career you had so why don't you let our audience know about all the, the all the traveling everything else you've done because it's been fabulous yeah, so I grew up pretty boring, really. I, I was raised in the UK, and, and the most exciting thing I did before I was 20 was go to university three hours away. And um, when I finished law school in London, I, I worked in law firms in London for a while and then went in-house. 
And then in 2005, I had an opportunity to travel and take a job in Australia, which is literally the other side of the world. Um, and so off I went to Australia um, and that was just a phenomenal time. And it was um, a great opportunity for me professionally, but it was also a time where my relationship with God just totally transformed um, through the friendships and, and everything that was going on in my life at the time. And I had the opportunity to travel across Asia and across the world and ended up four years later in Dubai working for a, first a technology company. And then very quickly, I, I went to work for a major U.S. Um, defense contractor that had a major, major contract in Afghanistan. And that's really where this next chapter of my life started. After working for them for nearly three, four years in, in Dubai, I moved with the company over to the United States. I met my husband. We got married, had two children. And I found myself living in Virginia um, and um, working in, in the defense industry, which you, I could never have predicted, never have predicted. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. Well, you know, obviously there's a lot of myths about defense contractors. So I know that you would like to clear that up for us a little bit today. So, Yeah. So I think, I, I you know, not, not without some justification, defense contractors do get a bit of a bad rap um, for being very um, fueled by all the wrong values. But there are many of us, uh, there are many other um, defense contractors who, uh, you know, whose focus is very much on, on who we serve and what we do. And I think one of the um, things that I'm most proud of at Valiant is when I look across our five and a half thousand people that work uh, for our organization, you know, it's the commitment to the mission. It's the commitment not just to the customer, whether it's the Department of Defense or one of the branches of the military or some of our other customers, but it's actually the commitment to the warfighter and to their families and to the taxpayer. I think we carry just an immense sense of uh, the burden and responsibility of, of what it is that we're called to do and who we're serving alongside. And if we get it right, um, we can actually save lives and make a real difference in our world. And um, those are the people that, that that's the spirit with which the people that we have at Valiant, that's the spirit with which they serve. Well, obviously it's a Christian led business. You're the leaders of that business. So how much has that really played into how you have gone about building that business? Well, I think um, you're just, always aware that everything we do, we do it for his glory and everything we do, we do it as unto him. And so that adds an additional dimension to the servant hearts with which um, many of us try and approach what we do every day. And, you know, unfortunately in, in the business that we're in and in the particular types of services that we are fortunate to provide, we do, it is not uncommon that we face tragedy, that we lose people in the field doing what it is that they do. And so there are always opportunities to sit alongside people um, at the worst time of their lives, to pray with them, um, to be with them in their grief. Um, and we we obviously as well have a very, very significant veteran population working for us. We're incredibly proud of our veteran hires. Um, over 25% of our uh, working population are veterans. And many of them, again, have been through um, tremendously challenging experiences. And it's important, you know, and something that's near and dear to my heart to remember that about the team that we have. And, you know, if people are struggling with PTSD or other traumatic um 
flashbacks, then we're, you know, to be there and to be a heart for those people as opposed to just a boss. Well, you know, give them, I want to put a little more beat on the bone as far as what Valiant uh, does, and that is, what's the audience you serve, just so you can clear that up? I mean, you serve different audiences, so. Yeah, so we, we serve primarily the U.S. government. We provide services, not products. So our, um, we have a wide variety of clients, but um, our customers are the U.S. military, some of the major defense and intelligence community agencies. And we also serve our allies overseas, NATO nations and uh, and and in various fields and in difficult places. So we have a fairly wide customer base and the, a lot of different services that we offer. How long is uh, how long have we had the business? How long have we had a Valiant? So it's um it, we're coming up to our fourth birthday. So actually, wow. that, yeah, Valiant is a relatively new company, but we were um, formed when uh, private equity helped us to do a management buyout of that former U.S. government contractor that I worked for, and then we've done two major acquisitions since then. So I always describe us as, you know, um, just over four years ago, my CEO and business partner and I were sat in the Starbucks wondering if it was ever going to happen. And <laughs> here we are, nearly four years later, at, at close to $800 million and just loving what we do. Wow. that What a congratulations. And the glory goes to the Lord, right? Because oh, that is fabulous. Yeah. Starbucks didn't do that for you. I know who, we know who did that for you, right? <laughs> yeah. It's actually, it was, it was amazing because even during the, the process of launching Valiant, so many people, whether on Wall Street, uh, you know, or um, in the community where we were raising finance, they said, you know, this is never going to happen. This is just too difficult. There are too many reasons why it wouldn't happen. And I just knew that when I was on my knees praying, I knew it was supposed to happen. And when it did, it was so clearly a miracle. So clearly a miracle. So um, yes, God very much at the heart of heart of what happened. Well, I want to make sure I call out that I want to thank you for your service. Uh, I'm a, a military vet and I really appreciate the fact that you're helping other military veterans they, that really need the help. Uh, I've been associated with several different organizations. Actually, Connect Vets is one of the organizations that's been uh, a staunch supporter of ours here that is also Christian-led. So uh, thank you for that, uh, Emma. I know that that um, obviously means a lot to you, and you take it very seriously, the business that you're in of, of helping lives, you know, and saving lives. That's really important. Um, now, was this did, you were in the business. Your husband was also in the business, right, with that former company that you worked with? No, no, he no, wasn't. He wasn't? He was in okay. the same industry as me. He was in. He was um, in, in that. He was in sort of a legal ethics auditing background. So we met when we were in Dubai doing similar work, but with different organizations. I see. Okay. Well, listen, we're going to get. Uh, we're going to be coming right back here with Emma Shama, uh, Valiant Integrated Services. You're going to hear more about that, and also her um, her walk with the Lord. So you want to hang in there, and we're going to be right back in a second. But listen, you got to go out there to thefaithmarketplace.com. you got to get into our resources page. we got lots of resources out there. Also, this time of year, we could use you hitting the Donate button. That's how this ministry is funded. So we appreciate that. So we're going to be right back again with my special guest, Emma Shama of Valiant Integrated Services.
This is Chicagoland's place to inspire, equip, and encourage Christian business leaders. Faith Marketplace Radio. Hey, we're back here with my special guest, Emma Shama. Uh, She is the Chief Administrative Officer and General Counsel and many other things for Valiant Integrated Services. Uh, And where we left off, we were talking about Valiant a little bit, and we want to uh, just, again, we're going to give you some information about how you might be able to get a hold of her, but she's serving our country, and she really has a heart for not only serving our country and the government and the military and all that, but also the 5,000 folks that work with her. Uh, and a lot of those are former military, so they're dealing with uh, um, issues that they might have, too. And I, I, I really got a heart for that. And being a Christian leader, she's really got a heart for it, folks. But, hey, Emma, you know, um, we often talk about, you know, what do you give God glory for and, and praise in your business? So I think, you know, as I said earlier, Valiant itself is just a miracle. Um, and I, I think the fact that we're standing and we've been able to successfully integrate three very um, different businesses into one organization has been just incredible. Um, I thank God every day for the people that we have on the team. We have some absolutely phenomenal colleagues, um, great young leaders who have a real passion for what they do. And it's not easy in our industry to find great talent. So there's a real war on talent. Um, and then I thank God every day for our customers and for our, the folks who are out on the, the mission field doing what they do to keep our world safe. And uh, just so grateful to them and their families for everything that they put on the line for, for my family. Yeah. Uh, you know, and I, I, have to, I have to believe you're in prayer all the time because of the critical missions your people are on, praying for them. Uh, praying for safety, you know, because uh, I know that you were in some pretty dangerous situations yourself when you were serving over there, right? Yes. So, yeah, that's... so we, we do. I, I, I feel that I'm constantly in a state of prayer from the moment I wake up in the morning. Um, and there's another, um, some friends that I partner with, they're called Workplace Prayer. And Bob and Amy are just phenomenal. You know, I, I can send them a quick text any time of day or night, and they're on it with their prayer advocates and that. That's very comforting to know that there's a kind of army of us behind the scenes doing this all the time. Yeah. Do most of your 5,000 employees, do they, or the folks that work with you, do they know you're a Christian leader? So I, I have to be careful, like any business leader, about how you present your faith. Um, mm-hmm. But I don't hide it. Uh, and I ask from time to time, there are opportunities to pray with people. And right. we do. Um, right. But we also have, you know, some of the missions that we serve, we have people of different faiths who work for us, and that's right. why they're the right people to do it. So um, I think what I'm trying to encourage is an environment where people are free to talk about what they believe and that we do it respectfully of e- for each other and yes. um, create that safe environment. Yeah, yeah, you're, you're absolutely right. And also, it's a green field for, for God too, right? Because they see your leadership, they see the way that you act, the way you talk, the way you walk. Uh, I love the one quote, I guess it's kind of anonymous, but I've heard different names thrown at, but go out and spread the gospel, use words if necessary. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, how do you incorporate your faith at work in your business? Yeah, so I, you know, I think there are just a million different opportunities in corporate America to do that. One of them is just to be different, right? To to live the values that Jesus taught us to live, to care for people, to have compassion, to be empathetic. Um, It's not always easy, but, you know, simple things like not losing your cool all the time, 
um, making sure that we we live the values that that are on the company's walls. And then in much more real ways, we have many opportunities to get alongside people. And I, I had a very big privilege the week before Thanksgiving to fly to New Orleans to a hospital down there where one of our um, one of our workers, a wonderful lady called Kristen, she's 30 years old. She had a horrific car accident on the way home from Ooh, work. Ouch. She has six children under the age of 12 and she's oh. being told she'll probably never walk again. And so for me, it was just essential to get down there, um, to spend some time with her, learn about her, hear her story and, and to pray with her. Um, and we're also helping the family out a little bit over Christmas as well. But, you know, behind, you know, when I when I think about the number of associates that we have working for us, it's important to remember it's not five and a half thousand anonymous people. Everybody's an individual with their own needs and concerns. Um, and I try to bring that into the workplace. Yeah, that's wonderful. How's she doing, by the way? Is she recovering? She's She is recovering. She's back at home. It's She has a long journey ahead of her, but we've already seen God work miracles. I mean, from someone who was told she wouldn't, she would probably never move from the neck down. She's able to move her upper torso and her foot is showing some signs of recovery. So we're, you know, the prayer continues. We're trusting God for this one. Well, I don't want to shortchange this because I want to leave enough time here, but you've got quite a testimony of how you came to faith. Why don't you share that with our audience, how God, God worked on you? <laughs> yeah, he really did. Um, so I was raised in a, in, a, in a Christian family, albeit it was one with quite a lot of challenges in many ways. And um, the early part of my life uh, was marked with a lot of trauma and a lot of abuse. And it, it was... It was difficult, and I, you know, I found myself in in my twenties not really, not really living in freedom and joy. That if I read the Bible, you know, you're supposed to be free, you're supposed to be happy, you're supposed to be living this life of joy, and that just wasn't my story. Um, and through, as I continued on in life, you know, I had this exterior, this phenomenal career. You know, I met my husband. We have two amazing children. I was doing loving what I did from a from a professional perspective, but inside I was absolutely broken. And around the time we were starting Valiant, it all kind of came to a head. And I I realized um, through a series of just unbelievable miracles and and um, a lot of help that I actually was quite seriously ill as a result of everything I just had to deal with my entire life and push down and and hide down. So, you know, while on the outside, everything's glossy and, you know, the website is impressive, um, on the inside, I was a mess. And I knew that if something, if God didn't intervene in a miraculous way, I didn't want to keep going. I didn't want to keep, keep walking on this earth. So it's been a tough journey. And it's been a tough journey of healing and help and humility and just knowing that, um, Whatever we may look like on the outside and however we present to the world, God, where God does the real work is on the inside. And without yep. him, without him, we're nothing. So I am very grateful to be here today and to be healed and to be starting to share my story as an encouragement to others who I know there are many other people like me out there who are in these incredibly precious positions doing incredible things, but who on the inside need help. Yeah, and you, you had some real inspiration and guidance there from one of the guests we've had on before, right? Diane Patterson. Yeah. Yeah. I love Diane. Diane yeah. is, oh, she's wonderful. 
Yeah, so I was very fortunate to get connected into um, a couple of organizations forward, which is um, a Christian, a faith-based marketplace ministry for um, women in, in the marketplace. And Diane has just done a phenomenal job and I'm very, very fortunate not only to know Diane and to call her a friend, but to serve with her on the board at Forward. Yeah. Um, and then Heaven in Business, Andy Mason um, runs Heaven in Business out of Bethel Church in Reading. And that is just a phenomenal community from all over the world of um of business people who are really wanting to see heaven in the marketplace. And I think, you know, there are a lot of increasingly a lot of resources for people like us who who want to see the marketplace transformed and to see God's values um, dominating our marketplace. Well, you know, Billy Graham said it best, the revival, the revival is going to be in the marketplace, not in the four walls of churches. And I think we've gotten an opportunity. I think God is showing up with this whole pandemic and everything. And this is our golden opportunity as Christian leaders to really step into that, especially for our younger generation, our emerging leaders. It's really important that we do the walk, not the talk, you know, because we have to talk a little bit, but they really are watching everything we do. And so um, I know that God is ordering a lot of steps with our business leaders right now to be able to walk that out. If people are interested in getting a hold of you, what's the best way to get a hold of you, Emma? So they can get hold of me through Valiant. Um, my email address is not rocket science. It's emma.sharma at onevaliant.com. There's also the website, onevaliant.com, where, where folks sure. can find it yeah. out. That's great. Hey, just uh, um, one last one here. How, how would you like to provide hope for others facing the challenges in business and life like you have? So I think I, what I'd really encourage everyone to to know, I mean, this is my story, right? That God, God is an answer. He is the answer. He provides hope for a future, um, for us to prosper in every way, not just in business, but then in wholeness, body, soul, and spirit. And there are so many great resources out there to support people who are having a tough time. Um, and I can certainly connect people to the to the friends and the organizations that have helped me. Um, but I think it's interesting when we talk about the pandemic also um, to remember that we need to take care of ourselves. You know, the self-care is of huge importance right now. Um, and we should be focused on that. Yeah, and you're a walking, talking testimony to that, right? <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> Finding out about a bit, a little bit of self care. When you were going through that journey here in just the last couple, uh, you know, half a minute we have, uh, what was the thing that really popped out you most that God was really manifesting Himself in your life? So I, it, you know, it was the gratitude. It was the gratitude that even though I had faced so many challenges and so many times of darkness. Not once had he left me. Not once did I finally break. Um, he never left me for a moment without what I needed to 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 recover and and to to find healing. Um, okay. So just just that sense of gratitude. That's awesome. Hey, well, listen. We want you to get out there and text us also at our uh, number of two two four four zero four nineteen eighty eight. We've got lots of goodies out there for you. We want to be able to give those to you. And also, Jennifer and I would just love to hear from you, whether it's even an emoji or just hey, that a boy or hey, I wish you would do this. And, you know, text us again at two two four four zero four nineteen eighty eight. And again, go out there and check out the website faithmarketplace.com. Got lots of stuff out there. And again, if you're uh, prayerfully, with, you know, think about it, hit that donate button. We could certainly use your help for your ministry to keep our ministry going. We really appreciate that. Now, I've got another guest coming up here that you're really going to go stay tuned for. And I'm going to tickle you a little bit. His name is Mike Henry, and he has 
a, a company called Follower of One, and you're going to want to hear about that. This is Chicagoland's place to inspire, equip, and encourage Christian business leaders. Faith Marketplace Radio. Hey, welcome back here to Faith Marketplace. And uh, I want to introduce you to a gentleman I've gotten to know here over the last probably five to six months. Uh, we're in a group together, and I'd like to introduce you to Mike Henry Sr. Uh, he's the founder of Follower of One. And uh, we're going to explore that because this is fantastic what this gentleman has done. So, Mike, welcome. Thanks very much, Bob. Glad to be here. Hey, let's just don't screw around. Let's just get right to this. What the heck is Follower of One? So Follower of One is an online community designed to help marketplace Christians figure out how to integrate their faith into their work every day. We have an online community where you can connect with other believers. We have a podcast, and we also host these things called Marketplace Mission Trips, where we encourage people to go to their own job like they're going on a mission trip. I love that. And you just had a gathering on that too, didn't you, Mike? Yes. Just recently? And tell a little bit about that. What, what was that like? So the Marketplace Mission Trip, we, that's our, we do those six times a year. It's a two-week exercise to practice going to our own job for the intent of integrating and expecting Christ to work and just seeing how Christ will work in our workplace. And we practice five daily activities that are kind of our action items for how we can live our faith every day. And those are those five activities are pray, appreciate others, know what you believe, serve others, and speak for yourself. And we believe you can do those in any job. Man, Mike, you're, you're speaking to the audience here, buddy, because that's what we, Coach Steve, what is really special about this, listeners, is the fact that these are practical applications. As you well know, oftentimes we leave Sunday, go to Monday, and we leave Jesus in the car. Right. And what this does is Mike really puts the meat on the bone, gives you actual practical tips in, in ways that you can share your faith at work where you're not taking, you know, pounding people over the head with it or, or turning people off, but actually in a God-honoring way how you're doing this. What are some of the things, Mike, that you're training these people to do when you're talking about this? And these daily reminders are great. So what are some of the tips or ideas that you're giving to people as to when they go into the uh, workplace? Well, we, you know, it, this all kind of started from when I first became a Christian. I was already in the workplace, mm -hmm. and I didn't like my job. And uh, so I kept asking God to get me out of there, but that was not God's idea. And so <laughs> when I started realizing that God has something for me to do there, it immediately became that, that I could pray for my coworkers. I one of the earliest stories I have as a believer in the marketplace was I realized that our FedEx guy was praying for us and we started sharing prayer requests. And that's where I that was my first glimpse that there was something I could do in the workplace. And so those stories happen all the time. Yeah. You know, uh, and how many times is it in the Bible, Mike, work? You know, I want to tell you over yeah. five, oh, 600 times. And who is this guy? God, what did he do for the first six days? That's right. Right. And then what was the first job description? Who, did, who was that given to? Adam. Adam, right? And yep. then uh, who were these guys, these disciples that Jesus, where did he get those guys from, right? And, you know, it, it's, it's quite a revelation for people to really understand. They don't have to go off the foreign missions. While those are all wonderful things, they're serving the church. Mm -hmm. There's a mission field right there at work, right? Yes. And we are called and exhorted to work with excellence. So as Christians, we have to stand out in the marketplace, don't we? Are those one of the things also, what are some of the other things, the tips and ideas that you give people to encourage them? 
Well, so our second our second daily activity is appreciate people. And that's almost business speak for love. I mean, we talk about love as Christians, but it's love that's action, not love that's emotion. And we have to figure out ways to express appreciation for people. Often that is doing your job very well. Why not ask the department that you hand work off to, you know, can I do this better? Is there a way I can do this that would make your job easier? Listening to people communicates appreciation. Making time for people communicates appreciation. Those are all things that we can all do every day. We don't think about them because we get so taskful focused. But that's one of the ways where I think Jesus slows us down and says, no, pay some attention to these people. I'll yeah. handle the details. I love that. I love that. And the fact that you, what we, you said was a UPS driver that you first witnessed? Yeah, to? actually FedEx guy. Yeah. Oh, FedEx. <laughs> I love that, man. Just looking for, God, you know, he shows up when he's supposed to, right? Yes. He, he's mm-hmm. got the plan. Well, how about this third one? Know what you believe. What's, what do you do with that? So most of us, when we do something nice for someone, because we're a follower of Jesus, when they ask us, we can't give them a concise answer that makes Jesus part of the conversation. And so I'm, I invite us to practice, to actually think about in advance, a one or two sentence answer about how I would answer the question, why are you doing this? If I stay late and help my coworker do their job, and it doesn't get me anything, the natural question is, why are you doing this? And if I can say that, I do it because I follow Jesus, and Jesus gave me stuff I didn't deserve, and so I'm happy to give away things that I don't, you know, without without measuring things for people. What a great way to introduce it into the conversation. Oh, that's awesome. You know, we ran a series called Conversational Apologetics, Mm -hmm. uh, you know, and uh, it was wonderful. It was led by K.J. Johnson here in Chicago that's part of – C.S. Lewis Institute. It was terrific, you know, and how you go about doing that, responses. And a lot of it was around just the questions you asked, right? And that will re- reveal a lot. You don't have to be a Bible scholar to be able to do this. Uh, listen, folks, you're going to want to uh, text us at 224-404-1988 with the keyword follower of one. And Mike is going to have, we're going to have a link for you to a special video Jesus's job for me. That's going to be fantastic. Again, 224-404-1988. The keyword is follower of one. And we're going to send you the link to a great video, Jesus's job for me. Well, Mike, you know, I want to I want to follow up on the on the third or fourth point here because this thing is also cool. Serves others or serve others. What does that Correct. mean? Well, we just have to get outside of our job description. When we do a great job, the rest of the world can can project this kind of motive onto us that we're just trying to advance our own career. But when we get outside of our own job description and we do something for someone that no one would ever do, that's the moment at which they ask. They would ask us, you know, why are you doing this? And that's when we get an opportunity to share. And so I believe that Jesus calls us out beyond our job description so that we can prove that we trust him to make up the difference. And we don't take that time from our employer either. We have to make sure that we're taking that out of our own personal life. Maybe we stay late or we come in early. Our job is to make sure that our employer gets excellent value for our time, but then the people around us are blessed by everything we do. So that's what serving others means. Do you also in any of the instruction 
uh, help them to link themselves with other Christians or other believers within the business? Well, so we don't talk a lot about that in the marketplace mission trip itself, except that we invite them to ask those people to come along with them on the marketplace mission trip too. Right. Because what often happens is I'm sure I'm not the only one, but left all to myself, I will give myself an excuse. Right. Right. But exactly. if I have a coworker on there going, Hey, are you going to be on the call today? Or what did you think about that email today? What can we be doing for these people? Then then I'm accountable. Right. It's, you know, it's always great to have other brothers and sisters, you know, particularly exactly. in a company. It reminds me of a story back many years ago of a very large company here in Chicago. A gentleman that was the CMO, the chief marketing officer, was a, not only a believer, he was also a pastor of his church. Yeah. And he went very boldly into there and, and just started eliciting it and gathering. It was amazing the amount of Christians that were in this business that didn't even know each other, and they exactly. didn't know each other was Christians. And so that's why I was kind of picking at that a little bit, because <laughs> oftentimes the workplace people don't know. And, you know, where two or more are gathered, right, uh, yes. you know, sharpening each other, and that helps people. Uh, it also demonstrates that, hey, you know, it's a unified body. Uh, yes. And we're here de and walking in, in with Christ. So that is terrific. The last one, Mike, is speak for ourselves. What do you mean by that? So so First Peter 3.15 says that when we're asked, we should be able to give a defense for the hope that we have, but with gentleness and reverence. Sp speaking for ourselves, gentleness and respect, I mean, depending upon the translation. And speaking for ourselves means simply gentleness and respect. And I use the term speak for ourselves as a key. I want to use I and me statements when I'm talking with a coworker about my faith. I'm talking about my faith. I'm not trying to tell them how to live. I'm trying right. to explain my motives in such a way that it might cause them to question their own life and their own motives. But I have to work with them again tomorrow. So if I start telling them how to live, I create tension in the workplace that doesn't belong. So speaking for myself means that I make sure that I'm only testifying about my own experience with Jesus unless they ask, unless someone asks me to go further. Well, Mike, how, if somebody wants to learn more about Follower of One, how do they get in touch with you or how do they find, find the information out? So they can reach me at Mike at followerofone.org, and that's O-N-E spelled out, so follower mm -hmm. of O-N-E. And you can also go to followerofone.org, or you can also sign up for the next Marketplace Mission Trip at marketplacemissiontrip.com, or you can reach that on the main menu of Follower of One as well. So what kind of subjects do you tackle on your podcast? Uh, mostly a podcast is a five-minute daily podcast about how you can take your faith into your workplace today. I try and make sure that I use the word today at the four-minute mark so that there's a practical application for this is how I'm going to go live my faith in the workplace today. So again, folks, you got to text us at 224-404-1988 with the keyword follower of one, and you're going to get a link to a special video called Jesus's job for me. Wow. I got to tell you, listen, folks, you're going to have to stay tuned because I got these two dynamic Christian leaders. We're going to roundtable a mystery subject. So you got to come back to learn out what this mystery subject is. Okay. Also, get out there and check out uh, faithmarketplace.com. We got lots of goodies out there, lots of resources. And we're building out, we're going to have a surprise launch in the new year of something that we're doing. So we want you to also stay tuned on that. Um, but, uh, you know, when we talk about the marketplace, we want to be able to inspire, equip, and encourage leaders to walk it. 
not just talk it. So people are watching. I want to encourage young business professionals today to pipe in also. We're going to be right back with my special guests. This is Chicagoland's place to inspire, equip, and encourage Christian business leaders. Faith Marketplace Radio. Hey, we're back here again with my special guests, Emma Shama and Mike Henry Jr. Or Sr., not Jr., because he's got a junior <laughs> home, so he's a senior. And uh, we, uh, we cooked up a special topic, especially for this time of year. How can we help uh, people that are struggling during this season? So, uh, Mike, I'm going to throw it to you because... Uh, Obviously, you got a heart for this, but not only in the marketplace, but other places too, right? Yeah, I the one of the first things that comes to mind because it's so difficult for me is to make time for people to put some slack mm. into my schedule, schedule fewer events, or make time, and then and then ask a question or two, ask a question like "How are you doing?" But then say, "Well, well, tell me more about that," or "What else?" Mm-hmm. You know, that just just having more time than they have shows some appreciation that that they're more important to us than whatever the next thing is we're going to do. Yeah. Emma, how, what are your thoughts? So that really resonates with me. I think one of the most important things we can do is to notice, right? To yeah. notice that someone is struggling and that they're having a tough time and to acknowledge it and not try to make it okay or or talk it away, but just to say, hey, I can see you're really struggling and, and that must be really tough and how can I help? Um, and then I, I think one thing I really think that is a good idea, which our church is doing, is trying to get us to um, get into little groups of three. You know, Jesus says, where two or three of you are gathered in my name, there I am too. So connecting, helping to connect people to two or three others so that they can maybe share text messages, maybe do a virtual Christmas um, coffee or a virtual meal on Christmas Day, because, you know, we hear a lot about Zoom work calls, but I think there's a lot that we can use the technology for on on the special holiday to actually also help people connect and feel that they're part of some a community. Yeah, I know that I'm on a, on a couple different groups uh, through our church and then another group of a, a Christian uh, business leader that puts it out there for prayer requests, uh, especially this time of year. And uh, that's been really powerful. You know, people that are struggling or whatever, reaching out and seeing how can we, you know, pray for them. Prayer is very powerful. But how can you communicate? Also, you know, you said something very profound, Mike, that I really want to jump on. It reminded me of, of a saying that Zig Ziglar, the famous sales trainer, said at one time. He says, do you know how to spell love? And that's T-I-M-E, time. Mm-hmm. You know, I think it's one of the most precious things we have. You know, and it's definitive as to what it is. It's finite. But, you know, you you said something very profound. It's carving out that time to actually be intentional about giving time to somebody and and wanting to do that. So uh, thank you for that. That just was a great – I wrote it down. That's a great reminder. You know, even with my own family, I got to carve out the time, you know, is what's going on. Uh, Anything you guys got tips or ideas around gatherings this time of year, whether that be family or family that can't participate or things that you might be looking to do with that? So this is this is actually normal for me because my family and friends are all over the world. And so whether I would like to or not, I can't spend 
holidays with them on many, many occasions. So we have traditions of, you know, Zoom calls or, or FaceTimes on major holidays or birthdays and try and connect with people that way. And again, it can be tough to, um, especially with some of the the hardships people have been through this year you know I, I think expensive gifts are not what people are looking for they're looking right. for that word of encouragement that truly individual thought that says hey I'm thinking of you I'm not just saying I'm praying for you or thinking of you I'm praying specifically for something I know that you really need right now or thinking of you in a particular way so trying to find um you know, using some free on, online tools, ways to send those messages that actually really touch someone. Yeah. How about you, Mike? Well, and one of the things I've learned is I started praying for people. I just asked God to bring people to mind. And, you know, one of the, one of the ideas that has struck me that I'm still trying to figure out how to do more of this is there are people that I don't work directly with. They're in my company, but I don't work with them directly. And now that we're all remote, I never see them. I used to see them in the break room or I used to see them, you know, around the office. I'd walk past their desk and say hi. And now I want to schedule some time, send them a text message, ask them if they're open for a call. How are they doing to, you know, just reach out to them. And also I think about some of the people whose names I don't know. Right. like my postal carrier or the people who, you know, pick up the trash or things like that. The janitors in the office reach out to them and get to know them better. Right. That's I, for me, I think you have to, the, the intentionality comes when I start listening to God, when I'm praying and he'll bring somebody to mind. And I'll go, Oh yeah, I haven't thought about that. Yeah. I know that when I have my uh, daily devotionals there's stuff that will strike me and then I'll take in, uh, you know, I'll send those out in a message link or an email. Uh, just it's something just struck me, particularly for that particular person or something like that. That's another way of connecting. I'm kind of one of these old school guys. Um, I like handwritten notes. So uh, particularly during this season, I've doubled my Christmas card list and I'm actually handwriting notes within each one of those uh, to people, too. I think that goes a long way. Um, and, the, and, and, and frankly, it's just, it, you know, from a standpoint of our communication today with the whole digital world and everything like that, it's kind of takes some of the personal out of it, you know? Mm -hmm. uh, so the fact that just the act of actually writing something out, you know, and being able to uh, communicate that, um, I think people do appreciate you want that extra distance or you really did something a little bit more out of the ordinary than you needed to do. I know that our, our producer, Debbie, brought up a great a suggestion, too, particularly with neighbors or other people within your neighborhood or in your own area, you know, that might be confined, especially some of the elderly or something. Um, you know, leave them a little goodie basket. You know, isn't that a great, nice surprise? You know, <laughs> they, 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 they probably are not expecting it. And a little, uh, you know, gift basket or something that you can uh, you can provide them with. Any other ideas? How about you, Emma? You got some other ideas there? We can share with listeners. So as, as we as you were talking, actually, Bob, I was thinking about all of the the frontline workers, right? The mm -hmm. the emergency services, health workers, the postal service. You know, I I think this year is one of those years where I'm thinking you'll probably in our household we'll double our efforts to remember those people and give them a nice thank you. Um, whether it's a, for some, you know, they appreciate the gratuity or the Starbucks gift card. Or, or the basket of goodies which you send over rather than obviously hand delivering at this time. But they just right. it's important to say, hey, we, we see what you're doing. We see that you probably won't get a holiday and we and we care and thank you. Yeah. Mike? 
Yeah, I think that's a great reminder that and people in the military too. You just oh, reminded yeah. me from the earlier conversation, right? As we pray for the people who are looking out for us, it's hard because in a way you almost can't do something for them. If it, if it brings you into their proximity, you increase the risk of them catching the disease. So right. praying for them and asking God to show you ways to serve them. I was thinking about maybe some electronic gift cards or things yeah. like that. And I've started trying to do, you know, I try and do some really large tips for things. Yeah. See if I can't make my credit card company call me every day and go, are you sure this is right? Yeah, there you, you go. Know, but it's, <laughs> okay. you know, that way we can bless people. Yeah. yeah. Hey, well, listen, guys, this has been terrific. I can't believe our time is almost up today. Our special guests today were Emma Shama, with she's a chief administrative officer and CAO, uh, general counsel for Valiant uh, Integrated Services, and also Mike Henry Sr., the founder of Follower of One. Get out there and check out their sites. Get out and check out what they're about. These are two great Christian leaders we've had on today. Hopefully, you've been inspired, equipped, and encouraged today on Faith Marketplace, uh, where we give we're looking for kingdom impact out there, folks. So. Uh, and also, if there's any guests that you think would be great guests for us, please do that. So we're going to be back next Saturday, noon to 1 o'clock here on AM 1160. Get out and check out our website, faithmarketplace.com. And, uh, you know, if you want to be generous, uh, maybe you could drop a little bit of a donation in here for our ministry, too. We'd really appreciate that. Uh, Jennifer's going to be back with us in the new year. She's been taking a little bit of a break. Uh, as you know, she's a newlywed, so she's got that first year a grace period here. So we decided to give her a, a little bit of time off around that. So again, we're going to be back next Saturday, noon to one o'clock. Thanks for joining us for Faith Marketplace Radio, here to inspire, equip, and encourage Chicagoland's Christian business community. Faith Marketplace is on every Saturday at noon, right here on AM 1160, Hope for Your Life. Listen to past shows anytime online at faithmarketplace.com.